Your Weekend Lover by Witching Part 1 of the Purple Rain series Read by Literarian Summary It was purely physical. They had agreed on that from the beginning. Aziraphale couldn't quite remember why he had agreed to that, but he suspected it had something to do with not ruining their friendship or some such nonsense. At any rate, that was the deal. The new arrangement. Purely physical. Chapter 1 Svein, Scott, Crowley muttered, grabbing the hands that were moving steadily toward his waistband, pushing them gently into Aziraphale's chest. He lifted his head a little, cueing the angel that he wished to get up. Aziraphale furrowed his brow, but he shifted from his position on top of Crowley, settling on the sheets beside him with a silent huff. He studied the demon's face for a long moment. What's wrong? Crowley tried to hide his shiver in the absence of Aziraphale's warm body on his. His hand twitched to touch the angel's skin again, any part of him, but he held back. No need to start mixing up his mixed-up signals even more. Instead, he ran his hands through his hair, dragged his fingers down his face. Nothing's wrong, he said. Just, I should go. Are you sure? You... Aziraphale made a quick gesture, modestly conveying without words what the rest of his sentence was. Think I should repay the favor? Really? Crowley sighed, sitting upright. You don't have to. He swung his feet to the side of the bed and slipped into his shoes smoothly. But you... I want to. You know that, right? Aziraphale's look of concern deepened. Sure, Angel, I know. Aziraphale pouted. You won't stay? Crowley stood up. No, he said abruptly, firmly. No, really, I have to go. As he spoke, he fixed the buttons on his jeans. He didn't bother buttoning his shirt, simply threw on his jacket and zipped it over his bare torso. So you... you just came here to... to... for me, and then leave? The angel wrapped himself in a sheet, acutely aware of the cold air on his exposed skin. Yeah, it was fun, Crowley frowned. Wasn't it? Aziraphale gave him a tense smile. Of course, dear, always, but are you sure you're okay? You're acting strange. I'm fine, really, promise. Crowley donned his sunglasses and flashed an equally uneasy smile back at him. See you tomorrow, Angel. 
and then he was gone, and Aziraphale was left alone, satisfied, but utterly unfulfilled. See you tomorrow, he echoed to the empty room after a long moment of shock. What is wrong with him? He paced back and forth, chewing on his lip aggressively. Grabbing his sweater from its place on the floor, he began to redress. Crossing the room to grab his slacks, the angel caught his reflection in the full-length mirror on the wall. Vanity wasn't really in his nature, but the only time he ever used this room was when Crowley came to visit. He stopped in front of the mirror. Is it me? Self-consciousness wasn't really in his nature either, but Aziraphale seemed to be going against his nature a lot these days. Exhibit A. Engaging in all kinds of carnal sin with his demon best friend. It was purely physical. They had agreed on that from the beginning. Aziraphale couldn't quite remember why he had agreed to that, but he suspected it had something to do with not ruining their friendship or some such nonsense. At any rate, that was the deal. The new arrangement. Purely physical. He studied his reflection, seeing curves in the places where his demon had angles, soft in the places where Crowley was sharp. As an ethereal being, Aziraphale was undoubtedly above being ashamed of his corporeal form, but he couldn't help wondering if something about him had made Crowley leave. The demon wasn't shallow, but Aziraphale knew there were plenty of things about him, besides his appearance, that should have been turn-offs for Crowley on principle. He assured himself that the demon would never be so self-sacrificing as to sleep with him for months just to spare his feelings. Which brought him back to square one. He had no heavenly idea what had happened today. The angel muttered aloud to himself as he dressed. Don't know what could be so important that he'd have to leave right in the middle of... I mean... We had a routine down, didn't we? And it's just rude to... Could have at least told me why. Six millennia of friendship and all of a sudden he can't talk to me about... About... All because we... And this wasn't supposed to change anything. He groaned, sinking to the floor. Five months ago. It had been a weird day, the day they had worked out this new arrangement, or whatever it was. It was about a week after the world didn't end, and Crowley and Aziraphale were just settling back into their lives, coming to terms with the fact that they were going to keep on living them. They had been talking about it a lot, the apocalypse that didn't happen, and it had gotten quite non-philosophical. 
They were used to philosophical. They had 6,000 years of philosophical under their belts. But their conversations in the week after the world didn't end were shockingly real. I had gotten almost okay with the concept of non-existence, Crowley said one afternoon. It was just everything else that I couldn't... that I needed to stop. Aziraphale looked up at the demon, puzzled. What do you mean, everything else? Well, I just... I mean, I don't particularly mind if... I don't really care so much about my life. It's just... it's more about... He trailed off, unable to put his thoughts into words. It's about the people, Aziraphale said, understanding immediately. All those people. It just wouldn't be fair. We knew what we were in for, but they... They were defenseless. Crowley nodded his head, then shook it slightly. He moved his sunglasses to the top of his head in a swift, nervous movement. Yes, it's about them, but also... I don't know. I guess it's mostly about them. Aziraphale raised an eyebrow. Is there something else? You know you can tell me, dear. You can tell me anything. His voice was soft and it made Crowley's stomach hurt. I just had some regrets, is all. Crowley stared intently at the floor as he spoke. After 6,000 years, what could you possibly have to regret? Aziraphale struggled to keep the laughter out of his voice. Crowley shrugged. I don't regret much of what I did, but there's a lot of things I didn't get to do that I'd always sort of thought, well, I'll sort that out later. And then, when I thought there wasn't going to be a later, I found myself wishing I'd done some of those things. All of them, really, but some more than others. My dear, you're being rather cryptic, the angel pointed out. Yeah, that's usually your job, Crowley replied with a smile. Anyway, I'm just saying there's things we've never done that I think... I don't know, would be worth a try. Aziraphale blinked. We? You didn't mention we before. What is there that we haven't done? And that was when Crowley pounced on him, as gently as a reasonably tall man can be said to pounce, and kissed him, both hands tangling in the angel's curls. Aziraphale kissed him back instantly, parting his lips to make way for Crowley's tongue. It was over too quickly as Crowley stumbled backward in one large step, hands covering his face. Oh shit, Angel, I'm sorry, he said hastily. Aziraphale stood frozen, his mouth hanging open. Well he said after a pause. We have definitely never done that before. 
I am sorry, Crowley repeated. Really, I don't know what I was thinking. It's just, I'm sorry, I didn't mean anything by it. Of course, dear, the angel soothed. I understand, and I didn't... Well, that was unexpected, but not... not altogether unpleasant. Crowley jerked his head up. You what? Aziraphel stepped toward him, reassuring him with a gentle hand on his shoulder when the demon attempted to take another step back. He moved closer. You have a point, he said softly, about regrets, about some things being worth a try. I do? The demon cocked his head and squinted suspiciously. <laughs> yes, Aziraphale said with a chuckle. You do? I mean, really, why shouldn't we? Crowley narrowed his eyes further. Why shouldn't we what? Why shouldn't we have some fun? Aziraphale said meaningfully. Since we're here, since we're not going anywhere. He leaned close, his lips nearly grazing Crowley's skin as he spoke. Aziraphale. Crowley's voice was low and ragged, even as he tried to maintain a cautious tone. What are you doing? The angel smiled. Hopefully something you won't regret. I don't... I mean, I do, but do you really... Crowley's words fell just short of a coherent question, but Aziraphale understood. He always understood. Yes, he whispered, licking at Crowley's jaw before moving to suck lightly at his jugular. I want this. I really do. Ah, uh, uh, angel... Crowley tried to speak through his involuntary moans. Are you... are you sure? What do you... what does this mean? Aziraphale smiled. Oh, I don't mean anything by it, he said airily as he pressed his warm body against Crowley's. Just think it might be time to try something new. Crowley's mouth went dry and his knees buckled. Yes, oh, yes, I agree, he panted. Aziraphale's hands paused, resting on Crowley's waist, his eyes meeting the demons with a silent question. Crowley nodded fervently and breathed a quiet, yeah. Aziraphale slipped his hands under the fabric of Crowley's shirt, caressing his waist. Crowley leaned into the touch, squirming under the warmth of Aziraphale's hands. 
He groaned softly as the angel continued to explore him, enraptured by smooth skin and hard lines. Angel, Aziraphale, we should... Bedroom. Crowley panted in bits and pieces. Aziraphale didn't respond except to grab Crowley by his shirt and move them awkwardly toward the stairs. There were several moments of fumbling and shuffling before Aziraphale gained the presence of mind to just miracle them into the bedroom. Oh, thank... well, thank you, Crowley muttered, quickly reattaching himself to Aziraphale's mouth. The angel moaned into the kiss, pushing them toward the bed. He pulled back by millimeters, just enough for Crowley to hear him when he spoke. What do you want? Crowley swallowed audibly, his hands making a tentative move toward the angel's waistband. Can I? I want to taste you, he said in a ragged whisper. Aziraphale nodded, which was all the push Crowley needed to drop to his knees. He made quick work of the clothing in his way, pausing to make eye contact with Aziraphale before taking the angel entirely into his mouth. He worked his throat and tongue in ways no mortal being could have done, and Aziraphale let out a broken moan, stumbling backward as his knees threatened to give out. Crowley made a small hum of approval, nearly pushing the angel over the edge. Oh, sweet, that's... Oh. Aziraphale stammered. He twisted his fingers into the demon's hair, tugging gently. Crowley, I'm going to... soon, I mean, if you don't stop. Crowley did not stop. He kept one hand near Aziraphale's waist and moved with the other to work the button of his own pants, fumbling for a few moments before he managed to get it open. He began stroking himself in time with the creative movements of his tongue. When Aziraphale tensed every muscle in his body and came down Crowley's throat, Crowley took him somehow deeper, gripped the angel's hip tighter and swallowed appreciatively. He finished himself half a second later, spilling over his hand. Well... Aziraphale said after a hazy moment. That was new. It had all happened rather suddenly, rather quickly, and now reality began to settle over the room like a blanket. Crowley sat back on his haunches without grace, vanishing the mess with a distant thought. He licked his lips nervously and looked up at Aziraphale, eyes wide. Yeah, he murmured, new. Yeah. 
present day. Bloody idiot! Crowley sneered, looking at himself with disgust in the rearview mirror of the Bentley. He shifted uncomfortably in his seat, denim rubbing harsh against the problem he hadn't taken care of. Stupid, 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 he muttered under his breath. All told, it could have been worse. Crowley could have told Aziraphale the truth about why he had to leave right at that exact moment, and that would have been much, much worse. He could very easily have said, Listen, Angel, we've been doing this casual sex thing for a while now, and my mortalesque flesh is very much enjoying it, but I'm afraid I must take my leave of you, because, you see, I'm horribly in love with you, and if you continue on in this manner, I'm sure it will feel amazing, but I'm also sure that I will cry actual tears, and I'm going to have to pass on that experience for today. He could have said that, but he didn't, and for that he was a tiny bit grateful. He drove faster than usual, which before this day he may have thought physically and spiritually impossible. Half the duration of the drive was spent berating himself alternatively for his buffoonish exit and for leaving at all. Can't just be honest, can you? For once in your miserable life. Can't rip off the band-aid. Something in the genes keeping you from being sincere. Crowley made eye contact with himself in the mirror. He knew the answer to his question. It was insecurity, not genetics, that had made him run away from Aziraphale. Nope. Behold the cowardly snake he said with an air of bitter bravado. After his performance of self-flagellation, he leaned his head back and closed his eyes, releasing a pitiful groan. Then, left to the silence once more, his attention returned to his pants, which were beginning to chafe. He heaved a sigh. I suppose I could deal with that now he said unenthusiastically. Crowley did not make a habit of getting off while driving, because he respected the Bentley too much, but once he had committed to doing it, he was rather irritated when he was interrupted by his phone ringing. He knew that it was a hundred to one odds that Aziraphale was calling, though, and try as he might, he couldn't ignore it. It had only been about 20 minutes since he left the angel, he reasoned, so he might be calling about something important, or else he probably would have waited until Crowley was home. Crowley shook his head, rolling his eyes at his own mental gymnastics, and answered the phone. Hello, he said roughly. Oh, <clears throat> Aziraphale said, clearing his throat. Hello. There was a long beat of silence before Crowley spoke again. Angel. Yes? You called me, Crowley reminded him patiently. 
Ah, yes, the angel said quickly. I wanted to clarify, uh, finalize our plans for tomorrow. We didn't get much of a chance to, to discuss. Crowley stifled a laugh. <laughs> yeah, okay. What were you thinking? I was thinking we'd do dinner, and then... His voice dropped slightly. See where it takes us. So, just like normal then, Crowley said, trying to ignore the warm feeling he got from the angel's words. I suppose that would depend on one's definition of normal, Aziraphale replied. He had taken on an indefinable tone, simultaneously dry and soft. Crowley swallowed. I'll pick you up at seven. Yes, that sounds fine. Aziraphale took a deep breath before continuing. Although... You could come by earlier, if you want it. Why? He asked the blunt question quickly, without thinking. Aziraphale breathed a soft, exasperated sigh. <sighs> Crowley, my dear, he said simply. Crowley heard him tapping his fingers on some surface or other. Then Crowley was thinking about Aziraphale's fingers and that suddenly made it seem quite obvious what the angel was referring to. Oh, I'll have to see um, what I've got going on. I'll let you know. Aziraphale scoffed, a short noise that was half amused, half insulted. <laughs> All right then. See if you can pencil it in. Angel, that's not... I could have things to do, came Crowley's weak protest. We both know you don't, Aziraphale snapped, then composed himself. Plan for seven, then. I'll be ready by five. The call had ended before Crowley had the sense to respond aloud. He rubbed his eyes aggressively, seeing swimming spots behind his eyelids. The distraction of the phone call gone, Crowley was reminded of his unresolved issue, which had been exacerbated by his conversation with Aziraphale. This is not sustainable, he muttered to himself as he popped the button off his pants. The car drove on.